الحمد لله نحمده ونشكره ونثني عليه ثناء طيبا ملء السماوات والارض وما بينهم والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله رحمه الله للعالمين وخاتم الانبياء والمرسلين ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما نشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبد الله ورسوله We praise Allah, we thank Him and offer to Him gratitude to the maximum that we can. And we ask Him to shower His blessings and peace and His gift to humanity, the last of His prophets, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We bear witness that there is no deity save Allah. And we bear witness that Muhammad is the servant and the messenger of Allah. Allah says, وَلَنَبْعُوَنَّكُمْ حَتَّى نَعْلَمَ الْمُجَاهِدِينَ مِنْكُمْ وَالصَّابِرِينَ We'll be tested until Allah will mark out those who are truthful and for real and those who are patient, determined and perseverant. Probably never before in our lifetime a verse like this and a meaning like that that has been repeated in so many verses has been more clear and more pertinent than it is these days. We as American Muslims and as a matter of fact sharing that with Americans of conscience and sharing that with Muslims all over the world are not going through a hard time as some people would like to characterize it. I think we are going through a test. Testing time. Trying times. By the nature of this test those who are for real, those who are truthful in their claims, those who really mean what they say when they said that they surrender to Allah and they take the side of mercy and justice, and those who can persevere and stay patient and determined without losing faith, without losing hope, without losing energy will be the ones who will pass 
this test. A test by nature offers people choices. And the choices are usually sharp and clear. If you stay on course, this will need patience and perseverance. And if you do, you pass the test. If you fall apart, or you resort to despair, or you become depressed, or you leave the task for which you live, then you lose the test. And the Quran is very clear about the purpose of the test in the meaning of the verse that I alluded to. And we definitely are tested and we definitely get upset. Sometimes we get hurt. Sometimes we get uptight and even distressed. When we see things are going in a way that we don't feel the way it should have been going to. When we hear Fawel and what he said and his elks and allies, we definitely feel very upset. But we get more upset when we feel that our administration and our president fail to distance themselves from this hate speech and hate mongering and they become quiet about it. We feel distressed even more when we find the authorities in the Middle East jump and say we accept the fake and empty apology of Jerry Fowler. I don't think he apologized. He apologized that he said it on 60 Minutes. He said, I didn't mean to hurt the feelings of people. This is an idiotic statement. This is not an apology. But to find the people of stature, say, oh, we accepted the apology. This is demeaning. Astaghfirullah, not demeaning to Prophet Muhammad or to the causes that followers have been insulting. It's demeaning to them. Those who see themselves so small that a fake apology is considered a real apology and is accepted says that those people became so small. We feel upset when we see Palestinian children killed daily, daily, in impunity. Just last night, six of them. And we see our government using our tax money to pay aid and to pay homage to the government of murderers. We feel upset when we see and we feel very distressed when we see the carnage in Mali, in Indonesia, and what follows that. We feel very upset that there is a sniper at loose, killing the people at random. And for about two weeks now, the government that's supposed to eradicate terrorism from the four corners of the globe is unable to catch the sniper. But just everybody in the media jumped up and down almost in joy. When a pseudo-witness said 
he is a Middle Eastern looking guy. I don't know what a Middle Eastern looking guy is. Like the people of Syria? Or like the people of Egypt? Or like the people of Israel? What's a Middle Eastern looking guy? But it became a brand name. It is a buzzword. And we feel distressed when we see that. We feel very distressed when North Korea announces that yes, we have nuclear weapons and we are dumb and mute. But we are ready to take the country to war. Because one day Iraq may be able to produce nuclear weapons. You know, we feel distressed because they consider us the citizens. They consider us stupid. Nobody does not feel distressed when his or her government considers them stupid. So we feel distressed. We feel very upset to see that the slogan of war on terrorism is not used really to fight terrorism, but to suppress liberation movements all over the corners of the globe. Any dictatorial government can get rid of the opposition under the banner of war of terrorism and with our blessing. So we have enough reasons to be distressed and to be upset. But to be distressed is one thing and to get a sense of defeat is completely different. Human beings, good human beings, when they say sorrowful things, they feel sorry. When they see sad things, they get sad. When they see distressing things, they get distressed. But they don't get a sense of defeat. And this is what we Muslims should always focus upon. The basic elements of defeat is sense of weakness and sense of depression. Both weakness and depression. So we feel that just being good believers will make us always feel that we are walking the tall, that we are not defeated. Upset, distressed, angry, sad, yes. Defeated is an honor. We should never allow that. And a sense of defeat is a satanic sense. It is a whisper of shaitan to you to make you quit, to make you give up. But a sense of sadness from things that cause sadness is a human feeling that we should not feel sorry about. We should accept and respect. But to lose determination and to lose our drive and our purity of the heart is that no matter what things are and which way things go, we will stand up as Muslims representing the mercy of Allah and His grace and representing the determination to uphold justice. Because this is what Quran taught us to do. And after all, we should look 
with all these distressing factors. What are they doing to us? Really, not, not through emotional analysis or feeling, but through practical and intellectual analysis. The attacks on Islam and on the great person of Prophet Muhammad and on Quran, are they new? They are not new. All of us know that. We recite these attacks in the Quran. We recite in the Quran by saying that he is a terrible liar, that he is a sorcerer, that he is a fake, that he is confabulating, that he is just a dreamer. We recite that. So it is since day one in the Makki Quran, in Mecca, the attacks were there. So nothing new happened. When Falwell says what he said, there is nothing new. What is happening now is the attacks are more obvious, maybe more clear. Maybe we are more sensitive with a sense of vulnerability after 9-11. But nothing new. So why should we make a big fuss about something that has been going on for 1400 years? There is nothing new, there is no new hit coming to us and we say, oh boy, this will kill us. Of course not. Just with simple intelligence, this is not new. It became more clear. Is it better to have things clear or is it better to have things hazy? Definitely, any intelligent person will say, I'd like everything to be clear. I'd like to know who is the enemy. I'd like to see his ugly face the way it is. I'd like to know who is the friend. I want to know exactly how they are thinking and let them express it so that we know what we are dealing with. Isn't that what happened? This is what happened. So we, it should not be disturbing to us at all. From the point of gaining and losing, I think we gained. We gained that some people that we thought enemies turned out to be friends and now we know them. And we, there are some people that we thought that they are objective, they turned out to be biased and bigoted, and it is good to know them. There is nothing new, nothing devastating there. Then, on the other hand, with all these attacks, is the persona of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam scratched? Did he become less than what he is in the minds of Muslims and in the minds of the world? Of course not. The person, for those who believe him, they know who he is. For those who don't, he is still the one man who changed the course of history forever and got the job and finished it during his life. And before he died, he established a society, an ummah and a state and finished relaying the book to the people and put the seed of the greatest, longest living civilization in the life of human beings. So what happened when a person like Howell says about him what he said, or another rabbi said the same thing the other day, or another Hindu guy, I think his name is Paki, said that just yesterday. What's the big deal? Was Muhammad or was Islam, or was the Quran diminished by that? Of course not. Then, 
they say, but you know what? Muslims now felt so weak and they are walking away. Walking away from Islam or walking away from gatherings, walking away from institutions. Number one, this is not true. Number two, if it is true, it is again not a loss. Which group in the world would like to harbor and to keep the faint-hearted, the coward, and the weak? It's a cleansing process. If half of us here say, oh my God, we don't want Islam, we walk out, the other half will be much better, will not be less, would be better, would be stronger. And with all what is happening also, what happened to us Muslims? We became more united, more skillful, more cohesive. Our rhetoric has been cleansed out of the nonsense that was used to be said in every gathering and on every pulpit. We, we don't allow any more people to come and speak bravado while they carrying no responsibility and they disappear and they change course at the moment of first, first sign of danger, we became better people. We also came out of our shells. We mix with fellow Americans of all kinds of faiths, with all kinds of walk of life, and they say, wow, we didn't know that you are like that. And we said, oh, we didn't know that you are like that people. So we became more communicative and the Islam, the Islam became more available to people and Muslims became more, more close to people. So if you put the list of gains and losses with all these attacks, we are gaining, alhamdulillah. And this is the legacy of Islam throughout history. So we should not, no matter how upset we might get, how uptight we get sometimes, even allow some human anger, but not a sense of defeat will be foolish if we get a sense of, of defeat while we are gaining every day. We are seeing now the earliest signs of the turning point by Muslims becoming more smart, more intelligent, more cohesive, more communicative, more aware of the religion, and by the medium around them, more curious at least about Islam and about what they stand for. These are gains, not losses. The losses are for those who are speaking nonsense, and as the Arab poets say, you who is banging his head against the mountain, don't worry about the mountain, worry about the head. They are the ones who are going to this. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على محمد خاتم الأنبياء والمرسلين. My dear Muslims, one of the ways that we can, through a time of testing, avoid the sense of defeat, avoid being superficial in reading the events, and Avoid being superficial in doing the analysis. Quran taught us. He said, وَعَسَى أَن تَكْرَهُ شَيْئًا وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ 
وعسى أن تحبوا شيئا وهو شر لكم والله يعلم وأنتم لا تعلمون. You might hate something it turns out that there is goodness in it for you. And you might like something that turns out that there is something bad for you there. Allah knows and you don't. What the verse is telling us, don't take things superficially. There is more than what meets the eye. What meets the eye now is that, oh, it is terrible. Think about it at a deeper layer. No, it is not terrible. It is one of our better times because we are getting better. As human beings, we are getting better. Quran says, وَلَا يَعْلَمُ جُنُودَ رَبِّكَ إِلَّا هُمْ The soldiers of your Lord, the agents who do the job, are known only to him. Because you can see someone who is you consider the worst enemy, but through his animosity, something good happens to you and happens to Islam. And I think we are seeing it very clearly. Allah only knows. At the end of the day, who wittingly or unwittingly, intentionally or unintentionally, doing things that will serve Islam. And we see it day and night. The majority of people, the many, don't see that. But this is why the Quran said, وَاللَّهُ غَالِبٌ عَلَىٰ أَمْرِهِ وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ Allah will make this cause prevail. But the many of people, the majority of people, don't know it. But it is the truth. And we live, alhamdulillah, through this truth. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us honoring by the honor of Islam. To fill our hearts with love. To fill our brains with intelligence. To make our vision clear. To make our ranks solid. And to make all of us determined to work for his cause. The cause of mercy and the cause of justice. And we ask him to forgive our mistakes, trespasses, and shortcomings. And to join us with Muhammad and his companions, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وعافنا واعف عنا وتولنا وتب علينا وسدد خطانا وانصرنا اللهم على القوم الكافرين وصلي اللهم على محمد أقم الصلاة إن الصلاة تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر ولا تتكلم